please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you again for gathering us together to, uh, to gather around your grace, your word, your truth. We pray that you would give us boldness through your spirit to trust your word, to live lives that are centered in you and in your grace, and to be true and real for all so that all may see you at work in us, in them, and in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so uh, all throughout this year, we've been uh, taking different, uh, a different take on what to share with the world. And this, week, this month, we're uh, going to look at sharing truth by the bucketful, right? So we've got buckets that we uh, use throughout uh, the year. Um, and hopefully you're using those. Hopefully you know where your bucket is and it's not just holding your mop, um, which apparently can stand up by itself now, so it doesn't need a bucket. Um, but uh, um, your, your bucket's at home so that we can put into practice the things that we teach and talk about on Sundays um, so that that doesn't stay on Sunday, but it carries over from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday and all through the week as we live lives centered in faith. That's uh, such at the heart of what Jesus is talking about today, isn't it? When he uh, tells us this familiar passage, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Uh, we, we, love, we love those words. You are the light of the world. We, we think uh, we're going to sing in a few minutes. We'll sing this little light of mine. And um, we, we, we recognize uh, the joy of shining your light, letting God shine through our life. Because we know that we are the light of the world not because of us, but because of the one who lives within us, right? That's why uh, I've got a light up here today. I've got a lamp up here. Um, this is, uh, I love this little lamp. It's, yeah, this thing is circa 1948 or something like that, but, uh, um, you know, this, this light is cool, isn't it? It's great. It's a great light to have, um, but if you turn this light on, um, is that a light? That's, that's nothing, right? That's nothing, because the light isn't plugged in. So, if there's not something inside of it, this light doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But with that, now we have light. Now you can be light for the world. Not unless we are plugged in, not unless we are connected, can we shine. Jesus says a similar thing about salt, right? If salt has lost its saltiness, what, what good is it? How can you make it good again, he says. You just throw it out in the, uh, on the path, which actually, um, if you've got, you're trying to create a path in your yard, uh, throw some salt out there in a path, and you'll have a path pretty quickly, because you know what will happen. The grass will not grow where there is too much salt in the soil. So you can keep your path clear. You can keep your weeds clear. But you aren't going to get a nice tasting steak, are you? And if you've thrown it out in the, to melt the ice and it's all covered, you know, how many of you use uh, rock salt um, <laughs> at your table? 
right? <laughs> anybody, anybody just go buy it? You know, you can get rocks all pretty cheap. You can get a big bag like that for what? What is it like three dollars maybe? Uh, you try to get three dollars, this much salt um, for your table salt um, in a bag that size uh, is going to cost you a lot more than than that rock salt. What's the difference? Right? It's salt is salt is salt. Got any chemists around? NaCl is NaCl, right? It's, it's the same. Sodium chloride. It's salt. But why don't we use it on our table? Because it's got all kinds of pollutants on it. It's not purified. It's it's full of all kinds of gravel and rock and all kinds of other things that we aren't too keen on, uh, on using to make our vegetables taste better. And so we say, yeah, that's the salt we're not going to use. We want to know that this is prepared for its purpose. Jesus is talking to his disciples in this passage uh, as part of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and he tells them, you are the, the, the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And he tells them, because you are that, be who you are. Bring seasoning, bring life to those around you. Bring light to those around you. Shine with what God is doing in you. Let people see who you are. Don't hide. That's Jesus' message to the disciples. I don't know how much uh, of the Gospels you've read, but when you read the Gospels, the disciples are so much fun. Because... <laughs> When, when, you, when you start to actually read it, uh, the first, when you first come to the Bible, you, uh, you look at the Gospels and you're kind of like, oh, you know, the people that were Jesus' followers back then, they must have been great. They must have been so holy and pure and done everything right. And then you start to actually read what they were like, and it's like, these guys are no smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> Paul actually says that in 1 Corinthians, right? He says, I came to you not with lofty words of wisdom, right? That's not who I am either, Paul says. And Paul was kind of the sharpest of the sharp in terms of all of the, the writers of the New Testament. There's really nobody that has a, a uh, he, he's the Harvard grad of the bunch. He even says that at one time, not Harvard. He's, he went to the school of Gamaliel. Gamaliel was the, the rabbi of the time. He was the one everybody wanted to be able to be associated with because if you had a degree from Gamaliel, then you were really something. But Paul doesn't really consider that to be something. He says, it's not my degree from Gamaliel that matters. It's my degree from Jesus. And the disciples, they didn't have, the, in, in the Gospels, who are they? They're tax collectors, they're fishermen, uh, they're uh, zealots, um, which are kind of, you know, crazed fans of the day. <laughs> they, they had passion, but sometimes the people who have the most passion um, can develop that because they see the world only in the way that they see it. 
And some of those guys were Jesus' disciples as well. So when Jesus says to them, (laughs) you are the light of the world, he's not really talking to a group of people that stand above and outside of the norm. He's not really looking at them and saying, wow, I am amazed by your abilities and how well you do at everything and how perfectly you understand what is going on. I look at you and I just say, if everyone could just see you, then they would understand how they are supposed to be. Do you think that that's what Jesus is saying when he says to the disciples, you are the light of the world? Not if you read the rest of the gospel. You cannot come to that conclusion by reading about these guys who regularly, what, argue about who's the greatest among them. Regularly, uh, ask, at one point they, they ask Jesus, um, when, when he's criticized by some others, he says, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy all of them? And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Have you not been paying attention? Right? So, Peter later on, Peter, the, the, the leader of the disciples, one of the things he's, what are some of the things that he is known for? One, denying Jesus three times in the moment that he needed him the most. A- after the resurrection, um, they're out in the boat, right? Peter's the one who recognizes Jesus on the shore. And when he recognizes it's Jesus, do you remember what it says Peter did? He put on his clothes because he was fishing naked, and then he jumped in the water. Well, he wasn't really naked. He probably just had an outer, his inner garment on. And he, he puts on all the rest of his robes, and then he jumps into the water, and then he swims to shore, and then he falls down to worship Jesus. Does that sound like the brightest the brightest of the bright among them? Not to me it doesn't. I, I, you, you can make your argument if you want, but I don't think Jesus... I tell you this so that you can understand a truth that I think we miss when we start to come to this idea about being the light of the world, about being the salt of the earth. You see, because somehow we have gotten into our heads that being light of the world and salt of the earth, that that means that we have to show people our, great, our greatness and hide from people uh, our mistakes. You see, because if we're going to be the light of the world, then everyone will see how great we are. That's what we think. That is exactly not what Jesus says. He doesn't say, he doesn't either say, you will be the salt of the earth when you start to understand what I am saying to you and what I have come for. When you understand who I am and what I stand for, then you will become light for the world because you will have insight and ability and strength that no one else has. Jesus doesn't say that either. He says to them at this point, early on in the gospel, when they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into, when they have no idea what is ahead, when they're going to make all kinds of mistakes going forward, when there's all kinds of mess-ups yet to come in the life of the disciples, Jesus looks at them and says, you are the light of the world. 
And the reason they are the light of the world is because God has chosen to work in them with their flaws, with their disappointments, with their mistakes, with their successes, with their opportunities, with all that they are. God is at work through them. And God says, in you, in who you are, you bring flavor to the world. And you help the world see what really is true. You see, I blame Star Wars for our misunderstanding of light. <laughs> I love Star Wars. But in the Star Wars world, light means good. And darkness means evil. And somehow we have applied the Star Wars world to our Bible. And said light means good. And darkness means evil. It's not, that, it's not that you can't make that connection here, but there's a deeper connection that Jesus makes and that John especially, in the Gospel of John, makes this over and over and over again. But all of the Gospels speak to this truth. It's not that light is better or good or more, somehow more than than. It somehow makes you better, more holy, more pure. It's that light reveals and lets us see who you truly are. When we're in the dark, we can hide. When we're in the dark, we try to hide. We flee. Jesus actually says what? Uh, the people loved darkness more than light, for their deeds were evil. Do you see the difference? That's from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. But the people loved darkness more than light, for their deeds were evil. It's not that the darkness is evil. It's that we don't want our evilness to be seen. And so we hide from the light. Jesus says, you are the light, you are the salt, you are the ones who help people see what is true, who help people be who they are, who are willing to be who you are. Why? Because God has chosen you already as you are and said, there is nothing in you. He can't use. There's nothing in you that God cannot use to bring glory to God. Don't get me wrong. Some things about you and I don't bring glory to us. Right? But that's not what we're here for. We are called to trust God enough to be true about what is real. And in our world today, that is so rare and so needed. 
I love this gospel for that reason. Jesus calls us. Uh, and, and he ends with this passage, right, about the law and fulfilling the law. And, and we talked about this some last week, about how Jesus wants to make sure that we know that we aren't going to fulfill the law. He does that. That we fail at fulfilling the law, but that's okay because we trust in him, in what he has done, and in what he has chosen. We trust in his love and his grace at work in us, and it's because of that trust that we are willing to say, look, this is who I am. In success and in failure. In greatness and in weakness. In strength and in frailty. When I get it right and when I get it wrong, this is... This is who I am. And in every single one of those, God is at work. This is the challenge for us today. As you leave worship today, I, I've created a, uh, we've created a, a uh, sheet. That it's a little, we've got these, lamin, we laminated them. We laminated them for a purpose. Um, they say on it, um, uh, share the truth. Share, share the truth of I, I, can't, I should have brought one up. It's like sharing who Christ sees in you. Okay? So in hope and in sorrow. In happiness and in sorrow. In hope and in despair. In uh, life and in death. In all of these things. Um, so what I, And there's four boxes on there. They're little framed little pieces. Uh, we laminated them so that if you have a dry erase marker, you can write on there every day. <laughs> and you can just wipe it away the next day. I want you to use it. If you don't have a laminated marker, it's fine. Use a post-it note or don't write anything at all. Just use it as a guide for your prayer time. Um, but what we want you to do is put this in your bucket. And at the end of the day, maybe every day, maybe every week, however it works for you, but throughout this time, whenever, as often as you can, take that out at the end of the day. Look back through your day and ask yourself, where was I? What was, what was going on in me today? Where did I see? Where, 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 where did I feel hope? Where did I feel despair? Where did, I, um, where did I feel so proud that I got this right for once? And where did I make this mistake again? And then ask in all of those places, just turn them over to God, that he might show you who he sees in you in those moments. Because what we are called to do is to not hide and only share with the world. This isn't Facebook where you only share your good things, right? <laughs> Look what I did. No, that, we, we're so good at that. But the reality is that the place we grow the most, the greatest gift we have to share, comes not from our ability to make this right, but from the truth that God has claimed you as you are. I want you to use these tools to, to turn your life over more and more to God's care and to let Him show you how to use that to reveal to the world a God who loves when there's no reason to love. A God who forgives no matter what. 
a God who celebrates with us in the best of times, and a God who holds us through it all. This month, be the light of the world. Be the salt of the earth, because you are. That's the truth. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for.